Hello, my renegades. Welcome back to Rogue Radio. My name is Sarah Jane. Hello, how are ya? <laughs> um, excuse me, I just woke up. But today we're gonna talk about something wholesome. Um, I'm not gonna be all angry and mopey. I'm not gonna be talking about anything controversial or using any language. No politics today. Just. We're going to take a breath, and uh, we're going to talk about something that I love instead of something that I hate. Stay tuned. Before we get into the podcast, if you guys have any comments, questions, or concerns, or just want to drop me a message to let me know your opinion on whatever I talk about, you can drop me a message on my Instagram at rogue.radio, all lowercase. See you guys there. So today, instead of talking about pedophilia and politics and all this stuff that's going on in the world today, I wanted to talk about something wholesome. I wanted to talk about something that I love instead of something that I hate. So um, I feel like I need to give myself a breath. I need to give you guys a breath of like fresh air and something like better than what I've been giving you. And um, that's today. I'm going to talk about something that I love to watch, and it's called My Hero Academia. My Hero Academia is an anime show, and I've watched it during quarantine, all four seasons. (laughs) I can't wait for the fifth season to come out, but um, the reason why I want to talk about this is because um, I'm the type of person that loves to watch adult cartoons and cartoons in general. There's just such a nostalgic feeling when you watch your favorite cartoon. I'm a child at heart, so, and not only do I watch it for myself to have that nostalgia, I watch it so I can know what kind of cartoons I can let my children watch. Um... So I'm watching it for my future children, and there's been a few of them that have actually kind of won me, like won my approval, and um, there's only been a few, maybe like four altogether, and there's so much, like so many cartoons out there that didn't make the cut with me, (laughs) but My Hero Academia is... um, the one that I feel like I want my kids to watch. Now, if they if they don't like it, then I'm not going to make them watch it. But um, that is one cartoon that I really want my kids to understand and, and watch and stuff like that. But yeah. Well, anyway, um, My Hero Academia is a anime series and it's about this world where superhero powers or superpowers 
is normal. So when someone is born with a superpower, that's normal. Um, it is very rare for someone to not have a superpower. And, uh, but people are born without superpowers as well. So, <clears throat> and because there are so many people that want to be um, a superhero, like, in this world, it takes place in Tokyo, and um, there's different superhero schools all over Japan to help kids achieve their dream of being a um, superhero. And this story centers around this child, this kid, his name is Izuka Midoriya. And he's always wanted to be a superhero. But the thing is, is that he doesn't have a superpower. He wasn't born with one. And he has this superhero that he loves so much and his name is All Might. And uh, he ends up meeting him during uh, a villain trying to kidnap him and he grabs onto his leg and he realizes that um, like after they kind of have this conversation Azuka Midoriya realizes that All Might doesn't look the same all the time because he has an injury and you know superheroes you know don't always look you know, the same, and there's a lot of things that people don't know about superheroes in this movie that, um, they should know, but Izuka Midoriya, uh, we're gonna call him Deku, just because that's his hero name, but, um, Deku asks this question to All Might, because he loves All Might, that's his favorite superhero, he wants to know, and he asks, is it possible for someone to be a hero without a quirk? And a quirk is what uh, a superhero calls their superpower. But um, And at first, All Might says no. I mean, you have to have a quirk in order to um, be a superhero. I mean, that's, that's the thing. I mean, sorry, kid, if you don't have one. And um, But later on... The villain that All Might had um, captured escapes during this um, conversation that him and Deku have. And Deku has this school bully that somehow he considers his friend. Um, he just kind of has this kind of love-hate relationship with the school bully. But the villain has the bully. And he realizes this, and Deku runs to this uh, villain, trying to fight him, even though he doesn't have a quirk. And that opens All Might's eyes. And so, when Deku starts walking home, yeah, I am telling you a little bit of the story just to get you guys into the idea of what this story is about. But, uh... He find All Might finds Deku, and he says, yes, you can be a hero. And he talks about his own superpower that he has, and it's called All for One. Or no, One for All. Jesus. <laughs> all for One. Damn. 
One for all. One for all. One for all. It's called one for all. All for one's a different quirk. <laughs> but one for all is inherited. It's not something that you are born with. Um, I know I've talked about generational curses and about like certain things that have been done to you in your in your family bloodline you're more likely to do because that was a learned behavior from your parents. This is basically what I'm talking about. It's not a curse, but there's a positive um, generational inheritance, and that's what it's called. It's an inheritance. And um, all my... Uh, tells him that he's inherited this power from seven different people before him. And uh, Deku doesn't necessarily know what's going on. He doesn't um, he doesn't understand. But he he's also very humbled that All Might, his role model, would choose him to give his own power to. But, like I said, there's a generational curse, which is a negative thing that um, we inherit within the bloodline of a family. And then there is a inheritance, which is a positive thing that we can inherit within a spiritual family or um, a bloodline of a blood family. And um, since All Might is this man who inherited this quirk, he's able to pass it down to Deku. And um, I think I should explain how that works. Basically, um, this quirk is a bunch of super- oh my god, a bunch of superpowers bundled up together. So, let's say the person before All Might might have had the power to fly. Since All Might didn't have a quirk. Yes, he was quirkless too. Since All Might didn't have a quirk, he now has the power to fly along with all the other powers before the person who gave it to him. So he'll probably have the power to fly, super strength, um super speed and all that other stuff. It all depends on who had the quirk before him and what quirk they were born with. Every quirk like they had is given to All Might and All Might gives it to Deku. But So now you have like the big idea of what this show is about and now I gotta tell you why I love it so much we live in a world where having a father is a rare thing now having a father in the family is a very rare thing um, there are men out there that refuse to pay child support for their children refuse to play with their children or be around their children, their sons or daughters, and we have fathers that don't even want to have anything to do with their children. 
They might have just disappeared from their life. For whatever reason, the fathers decide to up and leave their children. Their children feel abandoned. There is a spirit of abandonment now in this world and in this country, in this society that we all live in. And I believe that's something that we need to stop because a child without a- Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I am recording this very uh, early in the morning. I just woke up, so my brain and my mouth are trying to get along today. Sorry. But (laughs) having a child without a father, that scars the child. Now, for the first five years of my life, I did not have a father. My mom was a single mom until she met my stepdad. My stepdad, he was a good father. He was a good man. Uh, He was very hard on me sometimes. I think he just wanted to teach me how the real world is, and I'm grateful for it. But I always wanted to know who my real father was. I, I had this little curiosity in the back of my head, like, does my real father love me? Did he leave me because of me? Or did he leave me because of my mom? And by the time I was 27, uh, mom and mom arranged a meeting with my real dad and I. And before I even met him, I expected the worst. I didn't, um, I didn't think that he would like me. I didn't know what he would, uh, what he would say or what he would expect. I didn't know what to expect. And um, when I finally met him, I saw him wipe a tear from his eye. I'm like, oh, are, are you serious? I have a very good relationship with my biological father now. Um, I see him when I can. Uh, just, you know, I'm married now, but I see him when I can. Uh, but I've realized that my biological father and my stepfather love me in different ways. My father, my stepfather is a very tough love man, and I'm grateful for that because now I realize that. And then I have my biological father who um, loves me in his own way. Um, you know, he'll shower me with gifts sometimes, and I don't even, <laughs> I don't even ask for it. I'm just like, oh, that's so sweet. So, I have two dads now, and but I don't know. During the first five years of my life, I had no father, and I don't know if I realized if that was a thing, like if that was a sense of abandonment because I was so small. I was five years old, you know, when my stepfather came into my life. But I didn't have a father when I was born. I didn't have a father. I had a mother, but I didn't have a father. And um, I remember I would see this commercial of this man uh, on TV all the time. (laughs) 
And because I was a child, I didn't know any better, I would call him daddy. Even though he wasn't my dad. I would just call him daddy. And I think because I remember that, I know that I somehow needed a father in my life. I had that need to have a father in my life. Because the role of a father is this. It is a person. It's not just a person. It's a father. It is someone who raises you up and helps you grow, prepares you for the real world, and loves you through your process. A lot of people now, a lot of children now do not have a father because fathers refuse to step up and be a father and be that proper father. Some some people have fathers, but they're abusive. They're verbally, psychologically, and mentally and physically abusive. That's not a real father. Like I said, some people have fathers that have abandoned them and they haven't seen them since and they had to grow up without one. A child left to itself will bring his parents to ruin. And the reason why I love this cartoon, okay, I've never read the manga. I don't know whether or not the uh, manga has um, Deku's father in it. All I know is that Deku's father is away a lot on business, and that's okay. But in the cartoon, Deku does not have a father. We don't see his father anywhere in this cartoon. And we see Deku heavily depressed and heavily upset. He's bullied all of the time because he does not have a quirk. And he doesn't have anybody to talk to about it. He doesn't have anybody to express himself to. Even his own mother doesn't believe that his quirk could develop later on in life. And that's not what Deku wanted to hear. Even his mother let him down. But when All Might comes into the picture, he is the example of what a true father should be. He is the example of a good father because he raises Deku up into becoming the world's greatest superhero. He trains him. He advises him. He has this good relationship with Deku and teaches him that, you know, all about the quirk and all about how to use it how to use it in a good way. There are times when he scolds him whenever Deku does something wrong. And that is what a father is. And I'm so happy that this show, and I don't know if they, the people who wrote it and the people who directed it realized what they made. I don't know if they did or not. But I'm so happy that they did because it kind of touches on a subject that a lot of kids need to hear and need to see because All Might as a father, whether he believes it or not in the cartoon, he is a father figure to Deku because he's raising him up to be something that Deku has always wanted to be but never had the chance to be until All Might gave him his quirk 
And, you know, everything is reciprocated between them two. Um, All Might may scold him for doing something, like stepping in with a villain when he shouldn't have because there are certain laws in the show that need to be abided by. But in the end, Deku actually respects him and his opinion and, and, and takes his, his advice. And I love that. Rogue Radio will be right back after this message. Now that we've got All Might out of the way as the one example of what a true father is, I want to talk about another character who is the hardcore good <laughs> good ass teacher I'm sorry he's a good teacher at the school the superhero school that Deku goes to his name is Shota Ayazawa um, his hero name is Eraserhead he's able to erase people's quirks as long as he doesn't blink but I love this character not just because he looks badass and he acts badass and he does badass things Okay, um, he's also another example of what a father is, and, um, I feel like, um, having a father, there's certain stages of a parenting father, so there's this love and, um, love in kind of, I don't know, when you're five or five and under, there's this love and lovingly and gentle father figure in your life but as you grow up the father kind of gets not harder not meaner but a little more tougher with you because he wants to raise you up to be an adult so a father who constantly coddles a child ends up being spoiled that's what I'm trying to say but a father who knows when his when his certain role is up now father never stops loving a child but there are certain stages i believe in parenting a child so you wouldn't coddle a child when he's 17 years old no he's almost an adult he needs to be prepared for the real world so that parenting needs to be a little bit more tougher you know we fed the child with milk now we got to feed him meat We gotta feed them some stuff that'll make them strong for the real world. And that's how I see Aizawa. Aizawa. (laughs) Um, Aizawa is the teacher uh, in Deku's class of Class 1A. And he is very tough. He is a very tough teacher. Um, He is a teacher that does not care if you mope or if you whine, or if you complain. He's the teacher that's going to tell you you need to get up after you fall and keep going. He's that teacher that um, wants to push you to your limit and maybe push you a little bit farther than that. Um, 
the class alma mater is plus ultra or go beyond and it basically means go beyond your limit go beyond what you think that your limit is go beyond what you know you think you can do and I feel like Aizawa is that teacher that believes in that because he's taken these kids into a boot camp where they have to push their powers to their limit because every power has a side effect. Um, there's one um, character in here in, in the show that has the the power of anti-gravity. Whatever she touches, she can make float, but the more she floats, the, the more her stomach hurts. But they're trying to teach her in this um, boot camp that you have to just go through it because there are going to be really tough times in battle where you have to abuse your power or you have to take your power to the limit and the reason why Ayazawa wants this to happen is because the more your power is used the stronger it becomes and to a point but the more you try to push your um, power to its limit, the stronger it'll get. So it's like lifting weights, how um, muscles will tear in certain places and then it will heal a bit stronger. That's exactly what I'm trying to, you know, say. But Aizawa is this tough love father figure to his class. He will not at all stand for tears. He's not that guy to coddle you. He is that drill sergeant coach. He's like my stepdad. <laughs> Who wants to teach you that the real world will not forgive you. The real world will not care. It will chew you up and spit you out. And that's what I mean when it comes to um, a father being more tougher as the child grows up. Just a little tougher. I mean, we all gotta know that a father loves us, but it shouldn't be a surprise when you come to a certain age, like maybe 14, 14, 15, that your father stops coddling you and tries to teach you how to be a good person in society and a good person in general. And that's what um, I love about Aizawa. He's teaching these kids how to be a good hero, but he's also trying to teach them the reality of things. He's trying to teach them the reality of their powers and how they're going to be using their powers and how or how certain situations are going to turn out when they're fighting a villain. And he is <laughs> he's a little crazy too, but I love him. He's he's a he's a good character. He's a great character. And whoever made him, bravo. He's great. Um, so, let's see. Then we have, um, the villains that I want to talk about. Now, I would, you know, make a different section like I did with All Might, but I'm on a time crunch here. <laughs> um, we have these 
group of villains in this show called the League of Villains. And the leader, his name is Shigaraki. And he is a fearsome thing to see. His quirk is decay. He can make anything kind of crumble into dust with whatever he touches. And um, later on in the show, we find out... And like I said, these probably have spoilers. Um, Sorry. But I... For people who haven't seen uh, My Hero Academia, I would recommend it, and this is the reason why I'm talking about it. But um, we have Shigaraki, who um, ends up being the grandson of the person who had um, One For All before All Might. And All Might is devastated when he finds this out. That Shigaraki, he's, he's fighting Shigaraki. He's fighting this person who used to be the grandson of someone that he loved and respected, um, who gave him the quirk of One for All. But Shigaraki has a father figure that I believe is the definition of a manipulative and abusive father. And this is what a father should not be. And, um, I'm gonna talk about it. Now, um, we don't, I don't know if there's a name to this, um, character who is the basic father figure of Shigaraki, but, um, his hero name, or not his hero name, but his villain name is One For All. Now, One For All, instead of having these quirks all bundled up together and being given to another um, predecessor or like someone who has inherited it, instead of it having this power that goes gets stronger over generations we have this quirk that is very I want to say weak but it is strong in a very negative way now when I say it's weak it's very immoral it's a very immoral power to me um, without its um, capabilities of the quirk the, the quirk is weak to me but we have one for all, and then we have all for one. <laughs> now, all for one is a power where you steal people's quirks, and then it gets stronger over time, no matter how many you accumulate. So, all for one ends up fighting All Might, and, um, they have like this big brawl in uh, season four <laughs> and um, throughout I think uh, towards the end of season three and the beginning of season four we find out that Shigaraki has been brainwashed by this man by one all for one and um, he kind of took this guy in, took Shigaraki in to be as like a son trying to teach him to be this villain because Shigaraki was scarred. He had 
he was scarred at some point in his life. He was traumatized in his life. And <clears throat> all for one stepped in and said, you know, I'll train you to be this person, to be the greatest and um, all this stuff. But he basically bred a supervillain and um, Shigaraki kind of sees him as a father figure. He came to him like an angel of light and as a good father figure in his life and then he raised him to be this evil, evil person. And um, that's what I would call a manipulative father. A mentally abusive father. The father who wants to be looked at as a good father, but actually isn't in real life. Um, there are fathers out there that will use their own uh, morals that are terrible and push them on their kids. That's why we have certain, you know, people who are racist, hateful, um, violent, and very, very evil people because they either did not have a father in their life or they had a father in their life that was an abusive father at some point in their life. And, um, yeah, it, this is real life. And I'm, I'm glad that this show touches upon the three different fathers that people need to look out for. We have All Might, who probably didn't have any intention to be a father figure to Deku, but he became the best father that Deku had. Like I said, I don't know if Deku has a father figure in the original manga, but we don't hear about him in the show, and there must be a reason. But like I said, Deku doesn't have a father in the show. It's never mentioned. Never mentioned. He just lives with his mom. But he needed a father. He needed a father to tell him that, yeah, you can be a hero. Then he inherits uh, one for all. And then he raises Deku up to be a very good person. A very good hero. Because... Deku already had a very good view, a very good outlook on All Might because All Might was his role model. Anyone, if there should be anybody who is a role model to their kids, it should be their father. Deku didn't have that. That's why we have a lot of kids that will look to certain people as their father figure in their life. Uh, maybe they have their grandpa that they look to, or their uncle, or a brother even, like a very older brother that they look up to. And it all depends on who is there to pick up the torch that their father left. In a good way, in a good-natured way. I, um, you know... I have two fathers that love me. I also have now a spiritual father that has been strengthening me spiritually. And I'm very grateful for him too. And, um, but I feel like I needed to talk about this just because, not only because I love the anime, but I feel 
like since I've watched it, there is a beautiful meaning behind this anime. And I'm not the type of person to watch anime all the time. Like, I only watch My Hero Academia just because it makes sense to me. Now, there are people out there that are really gung-ho for anime and watch it all the time. If I watch anime, it has to have a good storyline to me. It has to have a good meaning to me. Because if it doesn't, it does not mean anything to me. I'm not a big anime person, but when I find a good show, I will watch it and I will love it. So when I found My Hero Academia, I was like, holy crap, this is a really good show. Because, let's face it, there's a lot of cartoons, even anime, that have witchcraft, that have violence, that have blood, that even have sexual innuendos and sexual subliminal blah, blah. <laughs> sexual subliminal messages in their uh, shows and in their images and in the storyline. And I don't feel like kids should be um, should be objected to that at all. And yeah, one of the reasons why I like watching cartoons is because I want to find the ones that I want to show my kids. Hey Arnold is one. Regular Show is one. Lazy Town is one, even though that's not necessarily a cartoon. My Hero Academia is one. You know, and I'm sure my husband has some that he wants to show his kids as well. And that's perfectly fine. I want to touch upon this because there are so many fathers that need to realize that they're a father. I don't... I don't think that there are... Uh, I don't think that fathers realize what their role is and how it is important. And like I said, that's probably because of a generational curse. Because a father left could possibly be because that father did not have a father in his life. Or didn't have a really good father in his life. You know? It all depends on the person who left their child, who, who, you know, it all depends on the father. I mean, all of us make mistakes, I understand that. I don't hate anybody who's, you know, left their kid, but I do want to remind those people, you have a kid, you have a child to raise, and it's up to you to make them a good person or a terrible person. And don't think that your absence in their life is going to help them. It's actually going to hurt them. But then again, those who refuse, you know, God has a way of replacing a bad father or an absent father with a good father figure. And that's him, the Heavenly Father. And even we, he will give a physical father figure to this person, just like All Might was placed in Deku's life to be a good father figure and to raise him into being a good superhero. Just like Aizawa, who is a good, tough love dad. A good, tough love dad to his class. Alright? And he teaches them with hard work. All right. Those are two different 
the kinds of fathers that need to be in children's lives. We don't need an all-for-one. We don't need a, a Shigaraki's father who is manipulative and evil and, and uses their child or steals another child and, and teaches them evil ways. We don't need that. The world does not need that. The world needs better fathers who can step up and teach their kids the right way. And that is why I love this show. This show is my favorite show of all time right now. I don't, I don't think that any cartoon will ever like compete with this one. It has a good message. It doesn't have any witchcraft in it. It doesn't have any, like, real sexual subliminal messages. It has very good, innocent, and sweet, and wholesome things in it that families really need to see. Because it's not just the father that needs to be in the life of their child, but there's also things that we also let in you could have a good family. You could have a mom that loves you and you could have a father that teaches you and instructs you and loves you as well. But what are you watching? What What is this family letting in into their house through their screen? I've already talked about this before with the sexualization of children within the media. I know. But here's another point. What are you letting in in your house. Okay. We have cuties on Netflix that basically wants to teach your child that it's okay to act a sexual way to have fun or to even attract an older guy. That's not okay. Would you let that in your house? We have certain cartoons that teach kids how to do witchcraft. Yeah. Would you let that in your home? I guess it depends on the home, but would you seriously want to let your child see that? Or violence? There's a lot of blood and a lot of violence in cartoons now, whether it be adult or children's cartoons. Would you let that in your house? Would you let your kid watch CSI when you leave the room to make dinner because you watched it. I wouldn't. Would you let your kid accidentally go on a porn site or let's say you were accidentally like watching porn on your TV and it's somehow your kid grabs the remote and somehow he sees it. Somehow he sees it. This happens. Would you let that happen? Would you even let that happen? Would you even... Even, like, have the possibility of that happening to your child? I wouldn't. Like I said, there are reasons why I watch cartoons. Because it needs my serial... Seer? Serial. <laughs> it needs my seal of approval as a mother. It needs my seal of approval as a mother. What is my child listening to? 
what is my child watching? What is my child doing on my phone, on their computer, on their tablet? You as a parent have every right to find out what your child is doing and also instruct them in a loving way and in a tough way that certain things are not accepted in your household. That's pretty much it. I love this show because it teaches kids. I don't I don't know if kids actually realize what they're watching, but it's teaching kids what a father should be. And those kids who don't have a father, I love the fact that there are cartoons out there that teach you who a father really is. Even if it's covered in color, like lots of colors and and graphics and cute little, you know, anime actions and chibi actions and stuff like that. I am so happy and I'm so grateful for the person who wrote this. Um, I'm so grateful for it because I'm going to let my kids watch it. I'm going to let my kids watch that and any other show like it because it's good. Nowadays, we have so many things that pollute children's minds, even our minds as adults. And it's nice to find a gem like My Hero Academia as something so wholesome to kind of feed you, uh, feed your mind. Now, feeding your soul is a different thing. (laughs) Anyway, that's it for for today. Thank you for listening to me. Thank you for listening to me talk, and uh, I hope it wasn't boring. Um, I thought this would be something fun and something meaningful and something wholesome to talk about because um, I am a big fan of this show. I can't wait till season five comes out. Um, uh, I really do. uh, God bless everybody who is on the production of this show. All the people who play the voices, the voices of All Might, uh, Izuku Midoriya, everybody, everybody who is on this, every cast member, every writer, every director, everybody who's putting season five together, I love you to death. I'm grateful for this show, I'm grateful for the cast, I'm grateful for the people who agreed to do this, because it's actually doing people some good. And I hope you guys realize that. I need to go back to bed. (laughs) Bye.